taking care of the body and mind. It's appropriate to do what we can do to compose the body and mind. Everybody's mind has a particular way it prefers to come into steadiness, to stability. Some people reflect on the quality of love, metta, here and now. Gathering the mind in the experience of loving-kindness, unifying the mind. Other people prefer to use the breath, sound. So people use the experience of stillness itself, or the empty, silent mind itself as the gathering object. Peace as the gathering object. There are many roads, but Each mind now finding its way back to peace, the sense of unification, stillness, silence, steadiness.
So as we continue finding our way, finding the mind's way back to peace, calm, collected state, quite naturally also notice what interrupts, what gets in the way of this gathering, this settling. So as nice as these quiet states of mind can be, noticing their fragility, Noticing the fragility and the limitations of even steady, peaceful states of mind leads onward to a deeper understanding. Nobody's really interested in a happiness that isn't dependable. mind naturally seeks a steadiness, a peacefulness that's dependable. Our happiness and peace that requires less and less stress to maintain, less and less personal effort to maintain. simply noticing that in this state of mind, this relatively simple and peaceful state of mind, being interested in the activity of the mind, 
and whether or not there's stress, this activity is colored with stress, or whether the mind's activity is free of stress, free of any constriction, So we're simply abiding as best as possible in peaceful states and then remaining interested in the mind and noticing even the most subtle qualities of stress associated with different mental activities. Without judging, just noticing. Is it actually possible to distinguish between the stress of mental activity and the arising of a subtle visceral tension in the body? Are they one and the same? Are they distinct? The physical tension versus the mental stress mental discomfort. And the other question, is all mental activity associated with mental stress? Or do you notice some mental activity that seems, apparently, to not involve any 
mental stress. So the reflection isn't about controlling the mental activity. But if you do notice the mind evaluating something, then to be interested if there's any stress involved in that evaluation. Or the mind might be remembering something. And then just to be interested, is there any stress in this remembering? Does it involve tension in the mind? Any discomfort in the mind? any heaviness in the mind. And of course, another place to be interested is how the mind relates to physical pain. What kind of mental activity arises around the experience of mental or physical pain, rather? And is there a way to relate to physical pain with the mind, uh, see it, know it, without adding mental tension.
whether dukkha is mild or intense. We practice respecting it as our teacher, not a problem. it's always okay to change the emphasis of the practice and to cultivate composure, steadiness, wholesome, unified states of mind. So the mind again feels safe, relatively speaking, calm, inspired by the Buddha's statement that it's the non-understanding of dukkha that is the cause for dukkha. either noticing here and now in the experience of the body and mind 
the presence of one who is suffering, or there's some sense of one who's free from suffering. And in that case, we maintain humility. So though, although it seems that the heart is free from suffering, the mind is interested in investigating that freedom from suffering. Is it really complete? Is it fragile or steady, unshakable? Does it rely on denial or distraction or superficiality?